0: You're listening to the Bride Chilla podcast, helping bride chillers and groom chillers plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time.
1: Bride chillers rejoice because this is a super duper episode of the Bride Chiller podcast because I'm introducing you to two of my lovely friends. These are some classy broads, I'm going to say. We are badass bride chiller. that's who I'm talking to Uh, today. It's exciting because I don't know why we didn't do this a year ago. I'm going to introduce you to two of my friends who have both had, well, have you both been on the podcast? Very important question. Kristen has been on the podcast. She's from Love Notary and Christina is from Plan the Day app. They are my lovely friends who I talk to every second Wednesday. We come together and talk business, talk weddings talk i don't know everything else that interests us and uh they're my gals they're my gal pals so we thought we'd come together and talk about things that are relevant to us and the bride
2: chiller community and i'm delighted to have you both on the show <laughs> oh my gosh i i'm so excited about this i think we're like the bride chiller ogs over here
1: it's a very good it's a very good way to describe us. We. Uh, I love, look, I have to say, I love that we said, let's do a mastermind. And if you don't know what a mastermind mean, basically, what is a mastermind? It's just us coming together, talking.
2: Yeah. So basically we just get together every, what, every other Wednesday and we sort of talk about the newest and latest things
0: going on in the bridal industry and we share resources at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's just so awesome, too, to just collaborate to some, you know, women business owners on the wedding industry and supporting each other and collaborating and just, man, kicking butt, right?
1: Yes.
0: Now, you have to – we have
1: to introduce what you both do because I think that will be uh, obviously hugely relevant to listeners going – who are these ladies and what are they talking about? But also, uh, you both provide very ra- valuable resources to bride chillers out there, and I know that they'll be very uh, interested in what you do. So hit it. Christina, tell us all about Plan the Day.
0: Sure. Well, super excited. Thanks again, Alicia, for uh, bringing all three of us together to do this and really excited to share a little bit about Plan the Day with your bride chillas. And Plan the Day is just an online tool that really helps engage couples plan their wedding. So everything you need to plan your wedding all in one place, ditch that binder and (laughs) go online and plan it, invite people in, have them help you and support you during this crazy journey, which I can totally relate with because I was a bride at one point, not too long ago. And I definitely went from bride chilla to like bridezilla and moments so (laughs) totally admitting it i know and not afraid to because that's how really plan the day came about we just felt hey there's got to be a better way to do this that is less stressful more fun all about less stress more kisses so that's all about plan the day so but might be important to know <laughs> but I have been in the industry for a long time about eight years. I got a degree from Purdue University in Hospitality and Tourism Management. So I um, have a pretty good background in the industry and also I'm really involved. I'm in the International Live Events Association, um, I'm on the board for that as well. So. Oh, <laughs>
1: Look, you know thanks. what you're doing. I love that. I love that the, the app, you know, like what what you are putting out there is something that you have a lot of experience in, but also the feedback from your brides. I love reading all the feedback that come from people that use the app because it's obviously something that's incredibly practical and easy to use. And as you said, if you don't want to lug a binder around, fuck it off. Get rid of it.
2: And who right. wants to lug a binder anymore oh, into this thing? Right. Come yeah. on. No
0: room. Right? Oh, no my room. gosh. No, now, thanks. C-
1: tell us what we were, we're all going to say one of our guilty pleasures or one of our things what is yours
0: oh my gosh I have too many boy but I will have to say brownie Sundays and I love my wine I'm not gonna lie I love my wine and I love my sweets but Brownie Sundays a big one. Oh,
1: you, you also teach cycling classes though so you can you can totally gorge on a brownie Sunday and some wine
0: well my excuse is, well, if I'm going to work out, then that's why I get to eat my brownie Sunday. Because <laughs> I right. just work out so I can eat what I want, right? Kind right. of, not really, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to take that
1: now and say, so, look, Christina said, my ass doesn't necessarily agree, but that's fine. <laughs> right, <laughs> Kristen, you have been on the show before, but please can you remind our lovely
2: listeners, uh, if they haven't heard of what you do, what you get up to because you're very clever.
0: <laughs> well, thanks so
2: much, Alicia. I am excited to be back here. I've heard from so many lovely bride chillas because of that episode, so I can't wait to connect with them all again. My business is Love Notary, and I help brides and grooms cherish their extraordinary love story throughout their wedding planning journey and even beyond their wedding day. Um, and I do that by writing. Love Stories of Couples, and now in a couple of weeks, I am also helping engaged couples personalize their wedding vows with my step-by-step guide and workbook. So that's my latest and greatest from Love Notary. I love that. We've been talking so much in our
1: mastermind about the vows course, and I feel like this is something that um, I know I've shared with you guys, that a lot of listeners write in and ask about the whole the actual wedding service, the celebration that comes before the party where you do the vows. And a lot of people leave that to the last second still. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think what you, you know, I mean, Christina and I have both been lucky enough to have a look at the course. And it's it's great. It's very it's useful. Amazing. You can smash it out with thought.
2: But yeah. you guide people.
1: Can <laughs> you yes. put that in the ring? Alicia says, just yes.
2: smash it out with thought. You know, one of the reasons why I just... Wanted to dive into this and really help brides and grooms um, be able to write their own vows is because it is the template for how you're going to build your your life together when you're a married couple, and so much of your personal wedding vows is all about your love story, and so it's the perfect complement to what I'm already helping. Brides and some grooms think about when they're integrating their love story into their wedding day. And really, at your wedding ceremony, it's a little bit harder to personalize that experience because it's pretty, you know, laid out straightforward for you. But your wedding vows are. Honestly, the best way you can personalize your ceremony and who wouldn't want to build vows that speak straight from the heart of your relationship. So that's what I'm here being brides and grooms to do. And I think the ones that we we've talked about this
1: before, and I know uh, it's something that, you know, we all agree on that the weddings that are memorable to us are the ones that have a, a ceremony that has meaning. And obviously all ceremonies have meaning, but they're not just the ones that are like absolutely some standard, like blah, 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 blah. Repeat. You, you know, if you can put some of your, quirks and oddities into them
2: it makes it a bit more special definitely special for the couple and also for the wedding guests and attendants because so many people don't really know too much about the couple and I think this provides an inside glimpse into who they are and you know what their marriage what's
0: going to be important to them in their marriage from my experience you know with my wedding I just didn't even know where to start with my vows I didn't even think about doing it just because I felt like that was an overwhelming thought wow. and I didn't even know where to begin and it just feels like a lot of pressure to I'm like oh my gosh I just want to get it right and what I love about your vows course since Alicia and I got a sneak peek of it is that is just like so thought out and it's easy to follow you know and it's still very like Personable and customizable, but you feel like you have a format and an outline to work from. You don't feel like alone, you know? Definitely. I really
2: created it to be a template where I I take people through the entire structure of the wedding vows and prompt them to write uh, that part of the wedding vow based on their own love story. And then so by the time that they end my my course, I guess we could call it, they will actually have their own vows already written. So hopefully it's going to save a lot of time and stress. And I think one of the things, you know, my specific experience with writing wedding vows is well, I didn't really get to because I had a religious ceremony and, you know, in in some instances you aren't allowed to say your own vows, which was my case. And, and I think this speaks so much to all of our experiences. I was not, I wouldn't go so far as to say I was a bridezilla, but I definitely was overwhelmed and stressed out with my whole wedding experience. But now looking back, we're able to take all of those experiences that we didn't like and help other people learn from our mistakes. And one of my biggest mistakes was not writing my wedding vows anyway. I wish that I had written my wedding vows. And even though I couldn't say them at the altar, take a private moment with my husband, for example, at the first look or right before the reception started to actually have that moment on our wedding day.
1: I really love that you said that because I feel like the, the whole point of our, well, not, besides that I just love having you on the show, but it was really nice to be able to share some of our experiences and that's why when we were talking about coming together and doing these sort of regular episodes where we chat, it, we, it's coming together to share our our experiences that aren't always, you know, saying we did everything perfectly, which we didn't. <laughs> <Not> right. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> And well, sometimes, which is what really gives me the shits about some of the wedding magazines, they're all, oh, perfect, and blah, 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 everything's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And you're like, sometimes it's just great to hear about things that didn't quite go right or things that you would do differently or things that you would potentially, uh, yeah, that you would not do at all. I was listening to a podcast on the way home tonight with Richard Branson, and it was uh, this amazing podcast. If, if, for I mean, I was going to say, if you're into to podcasts, clearly people listening <laughs> What a dickhead. Um, It's called How I Built This and it's uh, produced by NPR and it produces uh, some amazing content of just people talking about how they started their businesses. And even if you're not into business, I think they've featured some Mm -hmm. amazingly interesting people. But Richard Branson was on the show this week and he just was talking all about his personal business failures, which I think was far more interesting than hearing about his wins
2: because sometimes you go to hear that stuff. So I true. agree. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a, a whole, <laughs> there's an amount of so- solidarity you can build with people if you're vulnerable and honest about the things that went wrong in whatever experience you are talking about. And in this case, wedding planning. You know, we only, usually the people that are planning a wedding have only, have never done it before. And so how are we supposed to tackle all these new challenges when we've never gone through the experience? And... Um, there's so many stumbling blocks when you're planning an event of this size. And I think, you know, my mistakes hopefully can help other people think about that prior to um, walking down the aisle. And I would say that, you know, from the get-go, when I was getting started planning my wedding, I didn't have too many – I guess I, did, I had – A lot of little conversations with my now husband about what we wanted our wedding day to be like, but not one focused conversation on who we are as a couple, what do we want the day to be like, and then we could make decisions around that, right? So what ended up happening is as we were going through our wedding planning experience, we'd get input from every, you know, all these different places and people, And it was it was hard to really hone in on a vision and and an identity for our wedding um, because we had really never talked about it. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: totally makes sense. Absolutely. You get caught up in the noise, what everyone is you know talking to about and recommending and giving advice on, and and then you get into the details, and then you start before you know it, you start to realize oh my gosh, like, what do we want, right? You know, what What do we want to envision for our day? So absolutely. Get yeah, the it kind of takes morning.
2: a tailspin. It <laughs> spirals mm-hmm. out of control, like those planes in the cartoons that get shot down <laughs> and then they come down. <laughs> That's what I'm visualizing. So yeah. what suggestion do you have then for – helping people kind of organize their thoughts from the outset. I really think there's this sort of uh, always, as soon as you get engaged,
1: and I get feedback all the time from people saying, people just sort of start with the questions about 60 seconds in. Great, when's the wedding going to be? What, what date is it going to be? What dress should I wear? And you're just like, Jesus, we just we just said we're getting married. We haven't made any of this decision. So I think from the outside pressure that you were just talking about, Kristen, it's just this idea that people immediately want all the answers right away. We <laughs> must produce information. Yes. They will have full mental Great. breakdown, which is just ridiculous.
0: Which is why I always tell people, I always say, you just got engaged. The first thing you need to do is just enjoy it enjoy being engaged like go get your nails done with your girlfriends and um, to show off that ring and, and just even take a few days maybe take a week depending on how much time you have but just take that moment to enjoy it and when you get those type of questions you know say hey I appreciate the question but I'm just enjoying being engaged right now and all the excitement that there is about it and sharing my engagement story so we'll get there at one point but we're just not there yet we're enjoying it right now and sometimes it's okay to say that, and I wish I would have thought about that instead of trying to jump to the, to the gun and say, oh, this is what we're thinking, because then you get in this rabbit hole of, well, what about this or what about that, and then it doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah.
1: Don't feed it. Don't yes. feed it. Yes. Uh, this is the BrideChiller podcast. This is a very good episode to uh, connect with new friends, and uh, I hope you are enjoying it. There will be more from me, Alicia. I don't even know if I introduced myself at the beginning of this episode, but now it is. That's who I am. Uh, Kristen and Christina after this.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, dearie me, welcome back to the Bride Chiller podcast. I am the host, Alicia. I've neglected to say that at the top of the episode, but hopefully by now you have already learnt that. We are talking, well, what are we talking about today? We're talking about getting engaged. I've introduced you to my crew. Uh, the lovely Kristen and Christina, and we are really keen to be hearing your feedback. I, I would like to put the question out today to our Bride Chiller listeners about how quickly. People ask you, I want to hear a record here of when the wedding's going to be when you announced your engagement. Like how, who was the person that just turned around within seconds and went, great, should, I, should we book accommodation or um, is there a flight? Do you
2: know what time I should be arriving? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I have something to secretly or not so secretly now reveal to you guys. Oh dear. Even though I tell brides <laughs> even though I tell brides the exact same thing we just said about not feeling pressure to you know have to know everything about your wedding from day one. My first question is oh do you know when the big day is? <laughs> and I'm slapping myself on the wrist every time I do that because I know that is so darn frustrating. So hold me accountable here, Alicia and Christina, to never do that again. And and actually, I want all those bright chillers out there to hold me accountable to it again as well. I am not well, going to ask that question anymore. The first question I will ask is, how did the two of you meet? Because that, I think, is way more important than when is the wedding day.
0: I love it. I, I love that. Well. It's so true. I just think it's human nature. You know, it's human nature to... And I think it's just us, you know, trying to build rapport and excitement for them too. And then we forget to step back and be like, wait a minute, that's not maybe the question they, maybe that's not something that they want to talk about right now, you know. But yeah, I've got to be guilty of that too, man. But I love that. How did you meet? I love that. I think that's great, Kristen.
1: That is. And my lovely Rich always sort of asks, his, his main question is, uh, who chatted up who when you met that's his like (laughs) go-to question i actually think christina when christina came and stayed christina and matt came her lovely husband matt came and stayed with us in london and i'm pretty sure rich pulled that question out to you guys
0: oh my gosh i love it i'm pretty (laughs) sure yeah we did we did we definitely talked about how we met i love it it's a great foundation
1: maker of friendships
0: or or talk to me about your engagement story how'd you guys get engaged i always love that too yeah. I think that one's really great, too, because so, they just happened, and, and they're so excited about it. So most people
1: who are listening are engaged or are thinking about getting engaged, or maybe they're just digging weddings, and we welcome you. We absolutely welcome you. Uh, but at this time of year, if you're listening to this episode uh, around February, January, where we are, it's actually February now, uh, have possibly just gotten engaged and might be going through those early stages of engagement, which is very exciting. It's always a good time, but things can heat up pretty quickly. So my gals, where are we at with some advice that we can give people in the early stages of engagement uh, who might be feeling a little bit of pressure with trying to figure out what the hell to do next?
0: You know, I think besides, you know, okay, you're, you're, you just got engaged, you're excited, you've taken that time to share your engagement story and, and, and then, You really got to get to the point and you got to really start thinking about it. And the reason why I say this next point point, why you have to start thinking about it is because things book so quickly nowadays. I mean, you guys, I was talking to, most recently we had a bridal show and I was talking to DJs and photographers. They were booking for 2018. Can you believe that? I'm like, what? Uh. Like, you're not even giving me any time to breathe or make a decision. (laughs) Uh, which is just, which is awesome for them, by the way, like super awesome for them. But for us as brides and engaged couples, you know, the reality is, is that we do need to start thinking about it after we do get get that moment of enjoying our engagement. So something I always like to provide a little tidbit on advice is really sit down with your significant other and talk about your budget and really try and really nail that down, um, And then shortly after, you know, maybe at the same time, you want to talk about your guest list. And the reason why I always suggest this before looking at venues is because your how how many people you have at your wedding or your guest list and what you're thinking and your budget is going to determine your venue Mm. because of the space. Like how many people does this accommodate for? Does this accommodate for all of our guests, right? And the food, is there a food and beverage minimum? And man, we could really go into this like real deep here. But um, with the food and beverage minimum, you really need to think about is that in our budget range for food and beverage, right? So yes, that's always something I, I highly, highly recommend you you know, the engaged couple sits down and talks about and and really gets that figured out before they start making decisions. Because once you have that piece figured out, then you can feel really confident when you're going to the venues and they're asking you these type of questions. You just got it down. You're like, I got this. We got this figured out. Instead of feeling like, I don't know, I'm not sure, you know. So Mm -hmm. anyhow. That's kind of my uh, kind of go-to two cents. So. And
1: can I just add on and really just bring it home about the budget that I know when people get engaged and they're all in that lovely airy-fairy happiness moment, mm-hmm. which I just want you to keep enjoying, uh, just smash that, really have a good time. But then before you go out, exactly what you were just saying, Christina, that yes, things there's a pressure to go and book things, but if you don't have a number and if you don't really, really think about what that number is and, you know, it just, this doesn't. The pressure is there from the get go to go give us a deposit, do this. But if you start putting deposits down in places that are completely out of your um, mm. range, and it, that's stressful right. in itself. So I, I, I think it's so important to have a really frank and honest conversation and keep doing this throughout the wedding planning process with your partner. And if your parents are involved, talk to them as well and really get a figure in mind because although it sucks to talk about money, it sucks to talk about money when you don't have any money.
2: Yeah. And I would add on to that budget conversation that it's actually... Um, it's actually great practice for all of the subsequent financial conversations that are going to come in marriage, you guys. Yes. <laughs> so uh, yes. oh I have been gosh. married four years and as they say, finances is one of the hot topics of conversation. So I soon you get, you get your practice right there when you start wedding planning. Yep. And Amen. And we should, oh
0: my gosh. So true.
1: The whole conversation, and I've done quite a few podcasts just about women and money especially, and I feel like we're in this position of not being empowered often enough to talk about cash and what we earn. And and, mm. and in the male, you know, thinking quite male in a male sort of perspective, you know, it's all dick swing sort of stuff where they're happy to talk about money and, and mm. what they earn and that stuff. And I think we've sort of been conditioned in a way to not feel confident about earning money and talking about money and, and you know, that, that sort of whole perspective needs a bit of a refresh. And I hope that we can help mm-hmm. empower you to to do that from all angles. And I think you're so right, Chris, Kristen, the idea that as a couple, we should both be talking about money and, and our goals and where we want to be and if we want to save and what we want to spend and
0: mm-hmm. own it. Totally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think sometimes that can be a really stressful conversation, but yeah. something that I always... That's just so important to just remember and keep in mind throughout your whole wedding planning process is at the end of the day, what's most important is that you're marrying your loved one. And that's all that matters. Mm. All that matters. It doesn't matter about the flowers or how much we're spending here. or At the end of the day, that is first and foremost what is most important. And maybe, you know, something I just thought about that I should have done during my wedding planning process is like, have a little, like, quote up on my mirror or have it somewhere where it was, like, just a reminder during those really stressful times that, hey, you know what? It's going to be okay. All that matters is I'm marrying my best friend.
2: Yeah, and I think the other important lesson that you'll gain when you do, you know, have all these conversations with your significant other as you're wedding planning, because most of the conversations that you're going to have are so logistical, they require a lot of decision-making, your communication is going to hopefully, it can either improve or, you know, weaken. So I think that, you know, by setting aside specific times to have wedding planning conversations where, you know, actually here's one tip that I think can really help brides and grooms from the outset of their wedding planning experience. So it's to, to pick you know, maybe one night every week where you're going to focus on wedding planning issues. And, you know, and during the week you can collect, you know, all of the different thoughts that you have that you want to bring to that conversation. And then you go in and you make decisions based on what you have to talk about. And I think what those dedicated conversations do is not to sound super like psychological about it is, but like create a safe space where nobody's going to be on the defense because you know that that time is allotted where you're going to have these decisions to make about your wedding and nobody's going to feel like they were, you know, caught off guard or, Hey, I hadn't, you know, put my mind or attention into that. I'm not sure yet.
1: And it's true if I think, you know, lots of times I know we've talked about this in our mastermind about trying to get grooms involved and it's always one of these hard topics from all our business perspective to sort of say, how do we talk to the, the men who potentially aren't as interested in their wedding planning as women? And I think sometimes it's just from a marketing perspective, I know we've all sort of found this really challenging to say, maybe we're not talking to the guys in the right way or maybe we're not engaging them in a way um, to say, Hey, this is your party too. This is going to be amazing. And you know, it's, it's really challenging. So maybe easing in, as you said, having specific wedding planning, talk time.
2: Mm-hmm. And, uh,
1: and I'm not saying we have to baby men. Uh, no. and I'm talking about same sex couples as well. So many, you know, so, so many times that one part of, one one part of the couple is more interested, uh, one partner is more interested in other things than another partner, and, you know, we just got to find a balance. But, yeah,
2: dividing time is great. I think one, one way to engage um, one partner who might not be as interested in all the details and logistics is to actually ask them, what part of this wedding planning um, experience do you want to have a set, uh, not a say, but... A, you, what part of the wedding planning experience do you want to lead? And I'll give you an example. My, my husband and I had that conversation, and what he was really um, passionate about was the music and the food because he's a foodie and he's a huge music guy. And so he wanted to make sure that his input was um, taken into account on those specific items, and he didn't really care about the rest. So I think, actually, if you ask your partner about what area of interest they have in the wedding, they will actually come up to the plate and say what it is that they're most interested in, and then you can really kind of, like, give them some reign to help you out when you get to
0: those those parts of the process. Because I, looking back, my, yeah, I think you were going to ask me um, the question mm-hmm. I'm about to answer, Alicia, but yeah, Matt was... Um, he told me what he wanted to really hone in and what he was most interested in. You know, what's important to me are these two things and I'm happy to help with this. And it just, it does, it kind of puts that, you know, you at least know what you're both responsible for. So there's no, so then later on, you're not like, oh, well, I wish you would help me with this. It's like, you know, put the expectations up front you know, communicate on what you're both going to be responsible for. And I think the dedicated time is so perfect because I do hear from some couples that they get home from work and then their significant others talking to them about wedding planning and they're just maybe they had a hard day or they're just not in that headspace or wanting to have that conversation then. So Kristen, I think those are both just awesome, like really great tips.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, interestingly, I was listening to a conversation, uh, with Dr. Who was the author of the person who wrote men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Okay. Oh, yeah. And oh, he no. was saying that when, like to your point, Christina, about when you come home and somebody maybe wants to talk about these issues and then the other person just wants nothing to do with it. So Women actually connect through conversation, you know, emotionally and intellectually. That's how you feel the most connected to your significant other. And then men, however, like there's a different – honestly, it comes down to neuroscience. There are, like, different pathways in a guy's head that he just needs his disconnection space. He needs time to let the um, testosterone build back up or it's either testosterone or estrogen i can't remember but in order to be able to engage in those conversations with you guys with with you he needs to actually get his cup filled back up after a long day at work and what that means is he'll come home and watch tv for two hours and really maybe he doesn't even want to talk or have much conversation at all that's because from a neuroscience perspective, he's filling his cup back up in order to be able to have those conversations. I fill my cup back up with vodka. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Mine's wine.
1: I this for me. One thing uh, that just sprung to mind is I've been doing a lot of writing lately trying to finish my book, which will one day uh, in the next century be finished uh but i've just been writing (laughs) oh lord uh but i've been writing a little bit about the um non-negotiables of wedding and i think Mm -hmm. the idea that we're talking about budget and coming in one interesting exercise it's so simple is just to both write down the three things that are completely non-negotiable about what you want your wedding day to be and, yes. you know, just in saying about, um, you know, the, the food and the music being really important to your husband and maybe some people are like, I definitely need chair covers and you know what we say about those. But, um, <laughs> you, you know, if you know what your partner's non-negotiables are, it also gives you a pretty good idea of what's super important to them and what they might want to help organise.
0: Yes, that can be so, so helpful because... At the end of the day, yeah, we all wish we could just have all this disposable income to just spend what we want on each category, but it's just not reality. And if you can do that, man, more power to you. Um, But yeah, I totally, completely agree because it also helps you... When you are budgeting to say, you know what, this is what we're willing to spend in these top three categories because they are the most important to us, you know, and we're OK with that. And and it is OK with that. And then the next, you know, maybe five or six categories you are like, you know what, this isn't as big of a priority to us. So we're, we're OK spending this amount of money. But if you're both on the same page about that, it just makes those decisions so much easier when they come. Because you've talked about it, you've laid it out, and you're like, okay, you feel good about it. You know, we're okay spending more in these, and then we're okay maybe not spending as much in these other categories. So, absolutely.
1: Communication, my friends, that's what it all comes down to.
0: Oh, yes. yes. And in your marriage, too. Everywhere. (laughs) We could have a whole whole other topic on that.
1: Um, This has been such a pleasure and such a lovely introduction to what I enjoy talking to you about every couple of weeks it's such a it's such a great thing and can I just encourage people if you know mastermind I like that we call it a mastermind because it does sound like we're really very serious (laughs) and important but it's just meeting you know with three like minded people that you know can help each other and I will just say that you guys have helped me so much understand things about the world of business and weddings and sometimes we will sit around and go what the hell is what is so (laughs) archaic wedding industry you mean like every every two weeks yeah (laughs) Yeah, right yeah we were like what the hell what does that mean why would you do that or you know thinking about some of the the we all bring stories from our bride chillers and sort of saying yeah that totally makes sense why would you know the wedding industry can be so archaic so I think it's Mm -hmm. just sort of um great to have your support but I'm also wanted to put the word out and say that masterminds work in so many different facets of people's lives it's just finding like-minded people that you want to share some time with and not just focus on what's really important to you and learn and share
2: information with each other yeah I just love our conversation so I yeah thank you for having us on uh, today Alicia to bring our like mastermind to the public forum which is pretty crazy um but yeah, I think you're right like, you know, masterminds could happen all over the place. And um I think even like marriage masterminds can happen where people talk about, you know, so married people get together and they talk about some of the things they want to improve in their relationship and just bounce ideas off of and it's really about holding people accountable to what they say they're going to do. Uh because when you have that external accountability, sometimes it feels um, you feel like you have to respond to that more than any pressure you might put on yourself individually.
1: Yeah. I know when, when we set tasks, the three of us, I know we all sort of, um, you know, try our bestest to get Mm -hmm. things done and, and we do research projects and help each other out with that. It sounds like school, uh, but we do. And it's really great. And (laughs) I think, you know, you, yeah, it's so fun. And I know I've, I've grown a lot, um, working with both of you and and i'm so excited to share your knowledge on the show and also uh have you back again next month is that how we're gonna do it i don't know whenever we want to have come back we'll be back
2: (laughs) we should um we should make a call for the bridechilla listeners to let us know what they want to hear the three of us discuss next
0: i think Um, that's a great idea yes great idea
2: We'll take, we'll take some feedback and kind of categorize the most popular topics and put
0: that in our queue. Yeah, I love it, Alicia. Thank you so much for having us. I think um, it's just so wonderful to be able to have this type of support. And the mastermind has been so great, and even just with my business and just supporting and helping each other. It is, you know, the wedding industry is just such a crowded space. You know, there's just so much chatter out there. And what I love about the three of us is just, not to toot our own horns here, but um, I just love that, you know, our, our visions and our missions just align too. you know, we truly are building our businesses because we want to help, you know, engage couples. We truly want to help them to have the best wedding planning experience. We, you know... Some of us had a really great wedding planning experience and some of us, sure, it was great in the beginning and just got really stressful. So, we, you know, we've learned from our experiences and we just want to be able to give that feedback out there in hopes that we're just helping more engaged couples to have an even better experience.
2: Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the string that runs through all of our stories is that we learn something from the mistakes that we made or this, the experiences that we had. And now we're turning our negatives into potential positives to help guide um, engaged couples down. Maybe, not, I'm not saying it's the right, you know, because everybody's path is different, but at least right. to show them what our experience was and to give them that information so they can make the right choice for them. Absolutely. Couldn't
1: have said it better myself.
2: And I will say, you know, Richard Branson, my good friend, who I have
1: actually interviewed. <laughs> I don't want to just name drop, I don't want to drop that down, but I have interviewed Richard Branson. Um,
2: he. <laughs> That was sounded a bit assholey, didn't awesome. it? I, I, on our next mastermind, mind, I have to learn more about that. The point now, of what's okay. great. Well, I wasn't doing that
1: to name drop. I was just going to say that in this podcast, which I'm saying everyone should go and listen to because it's great. It's called How I Built This. He says the fundamental thing of any good business is solving someone else's problem. That's the only mm-hmm. reason a business should be around. And I think the three of us, uh, mm-hmm. I can say wholeheartedly, want to solve your problems, spread chillers and give you solutions to make your life easier and if that's what we do at the end of the day I know all three of us are incredibly satisfied absolutely yes <laughs> uh quick quick pluggies ladies and then we will send people on their merry way how can we get in touch with you
2: Well, I'm Kristen Rocco at Lovenotary.com, and you can find me on Facebook at Lovenotary and actually on Instagram at Kristen Rocco.
0: And again, I'm Christina Gobel, and I'm the co-founder and president of PlanTheDay.com. You can find us on PlanTheDay.com. We are also on Facebook, uh, just PlanTheDay on Facebook, Instagram, PlanTheDay app, and we're also on Twitter, PlanTheDay app, so you can find us there as well.
1: Get amongst it, my people. If you would like more information about the Bride Chiller podcast, visit thebridechiller.com. Follow me on all the various social medias. You can find that through the website. And if you have a question for us, if you have a question for the show, if you want to leave a voice message, we would love to hear from you. You can simply uh, send a voice message via the website or you can email me. Again, the email address is on the website. Just go to the website. So simple until next week i would like to bid you all happy days Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Hey! the bride chillin podcast telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014